Hello, sweet friends, and welcome to Breakdowns, Breakthroughs, and Awakenings. My name's Rochelle, and I will be your host and guide as we navigate exploring some of the darker, more taboo areas of this beautiful journey called life. On top of being a spiritual intuitive and an intuitive energy worker, I'm also someone who has worked through a lot of personal trauma from this life and lives before. And what I've found is that though our darkest moments have the ability to completely break us down, they can also apply the right amount of pressure that we need to break through and awaken to our soul's true purpose. I created this podcast to shine light on the shadows we all have, to offer hope to those who are struggling and to allow a safe space for those of us who want to dig deeper and fully commit to our healing journeys. Only when we bring our shadows into the light are we able to transmute and heal. And right now, the world needs that more than ever. We'll talk about everything from spirituality to mental health, conscious kink to religion, and anything else you request. This is a non-judgmental space and I am here to serve for the highest good of all. I hope you enjoy and I encourage you to connect with our community. Find us on Facebook or Instagram using the links in the show notes or book a card reading. I would absolutely love to open up my channel and pass along any messages the divine has for you at this time. Remember, though life in this chaotic world can feel very lonely, you are never alone. I am always sending love and we'll speak soon. All right, my friends. Good morning. How are you today? I am excited because I just received a very clear message from the universe. So I had a very specific thing I wanted to talk about today. I wanted to talk about consent and communication and responsibility because there is so much going on right now. And the more I open up and talk about my sexual abuse, the the more women have been coming forward and sharing things with me, the more I have been seeing things in the news. Like, But I also have this viewpoint where we also have to take a little bit more responsibility as women. And so I want to talk about that. But as I was getting ready to sit down and do this this morning, I was feeling like it wasn't quite the right thing. And so I did my meditation, I did my little morning routine, and then I I was connecting with the angels. And I just said, if there is, I'm going to go grab my card deck. If there's a message that needs to come through to me today, then let it be known what that is. And the the cards that I got were cleansing, uh, well, uh, storms, which is representative of cleansing, and then atoms, which is representative of a building. And I was like, okay, well, how perfect is that? Like clearing, cleansing in order to build. And the, the other thing that I was debating doing this, episode on was making space to not just be able to receive messages from your guides but to live a better life we're so inundated with to-dos these days and a lot of us feel really unfulfilled and the reason is because we are doing too much and we're afraid to let go of that what that which is no longer serving. But the truth is that it's not until we let go that we're able to receive what we want, including a deeper, more clear connection with our spirit guides. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Cleansing and making space for ourselves in our lives. 
and the other episode we will definitely do, but that's what we're going to talk about today. So settle in, grab your coffee or your tea or get on the ground and do some stretching and let's chat. All right, so we're going to do a little bit of a personal story here. I want to share with you guys, first of all, that it's 8.18 in the morning. Normally, I get these podcasts done the day before, but last week and this week, it's just been busy. I had a friend in town this week, so I have just been a little bit, um, I prioritize spending time with him over pre-recording the podcast and stuff like that, so apologies if my ideas are not quite super flowing but I have trust and faith that this is exactly what it needs to be. And so here we are. Um, let's talk about the benefit of not just clearing and cleansing your life to make space for yourself, but just really living your life as if you are the main character. Maybe that's what we'll call this one. Be the main character in your story and clearing and cleansing are such a huge part of that. So let's go back for a little bit. You guys know I was married. I I had been raised very religious to believe that the only thing that women were capable of were becoming wives, becoming mothers, and basically being servants. And while I have absolutely nothing against any of those things, it It took me to a place in my life where I found myself very unhappy, feeling very trapped and feeling like I was always doing for other people and never really making time for myself. And it wasn't until I had my postpartum breakdown that I I got connected with mental health professionals and people who were healers and were who were consistently hammering in the message that you need to make time for yourself at least once a week like at least once a week make time to like read a book for an hour or go for a walk or have coffee with a friend or just do something nice for yourself forget about other people for that one hour and do something nice for yourself and when I started doing that and was being held accountable for it it really changed my life because I really started to realize like, oh my gosh, I am not, like I haven't been doing this at all. I have always been living my life for other people, trying to do what other people told me that I quote unquote should be doing in order to like be quote unquote good. And I got to this point where I was just so unhappy. And so when I started really practicing self-care and realizing that like, it's okay to take this time for myself, I really started to open up and my relationship with myself got so much deeper. And a huge part of doing this, like carving out the time, being more proactive about self-care was that I started to realize how much space I was holding for other people. Now, holding space for other people is beautiful. It's something I love to do now. I really do. I love being emotionally supportive, especially when I'm working with people. Like, it's a huge part of what I do. And even just in connecting, like in the yoga community and what I do on social media, like, excuse me, I really do try to be there for people and to hold space for people. But not when I have to sacrifice my own space first. So it's all about putting yourself first and being that main character. Okay, so once I started to really 
understand the impact of how important it was to make time for myself and how important it was to start to be a little bit more discerning about who I was holding space for and for how long I was holding space for them. My life really started to shift for the better. I have more energy. I felt more positive. I felt more empowered. And one of the things that I realized was that it's not just about like holding space. It's about who you're holding space for. And so one of the examples that's very powerful for me for this is my sister. So my sister and I, like I've got several sisters, all lovely people and one of them in particular has a drinking problem and I understand especially I understand now more than ever now that my trauma has come up now that I really look back and understand my struggle with addiction and you know how how we use that to cover the pain that we experience but it was it was the kind of relationship where I always tried to be there for her. Like I would invite her over for coffees. I would invite her over for dinners, ask her to go on walks, to like go out and do fun stuff. I offered to go to AA meetings with her, like to go to counseling, to help her find a counselor. I really wanted her to succeed. And it, there came a point where I, when I was going through my breakdown, that the second one, not the first one, when I really started realizing that like I could no longer provide the support for her that she needed, particularly if she was not going to do anything about where she was. Like there's this thing where we feel like we think that we can change people. We think that we can like come in and be the savior. And it's like, well, if I don't do this for this person, then this person is going to fall apart. But you know what? If that person's going to fall apart because you're not there to support them, that's on that person. That is not your responsibility. There's this thing that we used to do, um, this analogy that we used while we were in, while I was in the postpartum support group for the year or so following my daughter's birth. And it was this image of like a safety net, like when you know, if you think about like a fire in a building and firefighters grouped around this like, you know, circular safety net, there wouldn't just be one firefighter with his arms open standing below the window and trying to catch somebody who's going to fall, right? They have a safety net, which a group of them surrounds and they all support it together. And then if somebody needs to jump out the window, they're all there. And so if that person in crisis is relying solely on you, that is their problem. Like it's not your problem. It's not your responsibility to always be there and be the one person and like feel like you have to take on all of their stuff because then you're not being the main character in your life. You're creating so much space for them that you're actually pushing yourself to the back burner and it leads us to this place where we're resentful and irritated and just like a shitty life. And so with my sister, it came to a point where, you know, because of like societal conditioning and stuff, I felt like because she was my sister, I had to be there for her. And then when I went through these mental health episodes and started coming out the other side, I was like, you know what? I just cannot do it anymore. Like I will not do it anymore. I could, I could do it, but I'm not going to do it. And so I had to make a very conscious choice that I was no longer going to allow myself to 
be available for her as I had before. And it's also really important when you decide to put up a boundary like that, that you intentionally decide what that's going to look for, look what it's going to look like for you. So for me, in the beginning there, it was, I'm not going to physically see you in person anymore. We can still talk on the phone. You can still text me. Like I'm not trying to shut you out of my life. But I'm not going to physically carve out time to see you anymore because I was totally not planning on sharing the story, by the way, today. But here we are. Um, Because, you know, we would make plans and then she wouldn't show up or she would show up at like inappropriate times when we hadn't made plans. And it was just like, I am not into this anymore. And so I tried to like keep the door open, but also put up a boundary and just let her know. And like, that's the thing though. I didn't even have to let her know. Like I didn't... You don't necessarily, I think when we think about putting up boundaries, we think that we have to like let the other person know and be like, hey, so this is what's happening now. Like, I just need you to know. It doesn't have to be like that. You can just do it on your end. Just put up the boundary. And then if they're constantly pushing it and it's not working out, you may need to say something, but you don't have to be an asshole when you're doing these things. It's just something positive that you're doing for yourself. I think a lot of the time, especially when we're putting up boundaries, we can feel like we are being a jerk and like there has to be like some kind of negative association with it, but it's really not the case. You can really just be a positive human and just be like, look, I just need a little bit of space for myself. And like, don't make it about them. Make it about you. Like if you are going to say something, I just need a little bit of space for myself. I'm feeling overwhelmed right now. And hopefully you can respect that. And if they don't respect what you're saying, then guess what? That's a good indicator that there's somebody that's maybe not aligned with you and maybe you do need to take it a step further and actually not have them in your life anymore. But anyways, so I took these steps. I decided I wasn't going to have my sister physically in my life anymore. And there was kind of like a two-month period where we would still chat on the phone a little bit. I don't remember exactly what happened, but around Christmas time, you know, all the emotions get high. We ended up having a blowout over the phone. And then at that point, it was like, okay, I can't have you in my life anymore. So I deleted her number. I blocked her. I took her off all my social media platforms. And my family knew, right? I was just like, look, I just need you guys to like, if you can't uh, like support it, at least just try to understand that. I have to put my mental health first and this is what I need to do. And this was about, I'm trying to think if I was still married. Yeah, I think I was still married. So it's probably been about four years now. And those four years, the last four years of my life, I have seen more growth than I ever have. And it's not just because of that. It's because of a lot of other choices. Like I decided to leave the marriage that wasn't serving me. I got rid of a lot of friendships that weren't serving me. I spent a lot of time doing deep personal development work. Like I made the space in my life for me to be able to do what I needed to do so that I could go where I wanted to go. Like I was future pacing and like fast forwarding the tape on my life when I was married and when I was having these toxic relationships and realizing that if I continued down the path that I was going on, I was going to end up, no offense to my mom, I love her, but like my mom where I was 50 years old, married to somebody that I couldn't stand and just like so unhappy in my life. And I was like, I am not willing to do that. This is like the whole chain breaker thing. Like I've been very aware 
for about five years that I am the chain breaker in my family. And I do believe my sister Crystal is also breaking chains in a different way, which is very cool um, that we're on that journey kind of side by side. But being the chain breaker makes it difficult because you will be faced with these situations that aren't easy, that take a lot of courage and a lot of like faith and belief in yourself and in the universe that like you know you're doing the right thing even though it's hard and even though people don't understand and even though the people in your life that are the closest to you might not fully support like for example when I stopped talking to my sister my dad had a big problem with it and of course you guys will know that now I no longer speak to my dad and honestly like my life is so much better do I miss my sister and my dad sometimes of course I do like you know, it sucks to to know that, you know, the people who are older than you and who should be in places of protection in your life are not and are in fact the ones who are hurting you the most. But that's exactly why you have to take these bold steps and decide, you know, enough is enough. Generational dysfunction is done here. I am a mother now and I am leading the path. I am blazing the trail for the way going forward because we're not doing it like we did it before. And, you know, do I wish that I could like call my dad and have him over for coffee like we used to? Yeah, I do. But it's just not, it's just not going to happen. And that is just a grief personally that you know I will I will carry probably for the rest of my life but it's my choice it's I would rather have the sadness of knowing that I'm no longer going to be in that relationship and you know work on forgiveness and acceptance than to continue to expose myself to something that was just killing me inside a little bit each time and you know, the beautiful thing about it is that we can we can call in and reclaim and redeem those relationships. And that's what I'm really, really grateful for now is that I've come to this point in my journey where I've because I've created so much space to work on myself, I really know who I am now and I know what I want and need in my life. And I've been able to call in these women who are like sisters. I mean, I still have two amazing sisters that I love and communicate with um but like I've I've called in so many amazing women and I've called in a daddy who is you know we've just started seeing each other and so I don't want to (laughs) like get you know overly excited and even if things don't work out with him I can do this again like called in a partner who is like supportive and wants to be the protector and provider and like there for me and actually gives a shit and you know all of those kinds of things like you can reclaim and redeem what you didn't have before and you can write those things in your own life coffee break coffee is so good it's funny just side note um you guys might have heard me talk about ella Ringrose before she's a psychic who i get a lot of guidance from in terms of like the reading that I had with her recently, but also just the videos that she puts out. Um, she's on YouTube, you could, and Instagram, but 
and she has a podcast actually um I'm sure that if you guys like my stuff you will love her as well she's so wise she gives such good um tips and information on connecting to spirit and stuff like that but it was funny when we did our reading she's like you know a lot of the times I feel called to um share that the guides want you to want a lot of people to get off coffee but I'm not sensing that for you and I was like girl if I had to give up coffee right now like I've already given up sex drugs alcohol like I am not giving up my coffee and she's like yeah I just see you like walking around with your cup of coffee in the morning and it's like a very like warm happy image and it's true here I am there is something about a delicious cup of coffee in the morning in your pajamas and I am just not willing to give it up yet so that's just a fun little side note and also actually on that note (coughs) It's kind of like healers healing the healers. Like I do readings as well. I love offering this kind of intuitive guidance and I go to a healer just like I go to a counselor, just like I go to a masseuse because I need people to help with my healing journey. But if you are somebody who wants to get some guidance, who wants to connect with some angels or some maybe loved ones who have transitioned, beautiful things happen. I actually did a client reading um, last week and a younger version of my client showed up as a spirit because time is, you know... um, time is endless and there are multiple timelines happening all the time all at once and it was really cool his younger self showed up anyways so if you want to get into that kind of stuff it's really fun and it can give you a lot of good insight into your life and where you've been and where you're going it can be really comforting as well for um connecting with past loved ones can bring a real sense of peace so send me a message use the information in the description box below this the show notes and I would love to hook you up with a reading but that is a little bit about clearing and why it's so important to like make sure that you're being the character in your own life the main character and then there's also the things like you know your your daily to-dos and stuff like that like my life At this point, I used to be the kind of person where I felt like if somebody wanted me at an event or like wanted me to help with a thing or like provide a volunteer thing or whatever, like I always felt like I had to do everything and it really fucking drained me. And I'm at the point in my life now where I really only do things that I either need to do or want to do. Like if it's a question mark, if it's not, this is something my friend Erin says, if it's not a full body fuck yes, it's a fuck no. And you know, there are so many things, especially as parents, that we feel like we need to do. Like, yeah, I got to volunteer for that thing. I got to bring cupcakes for that thing. I got to go get the grocery store. I got to do this, blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, it's overwhelming. So, you know, even just really paring down your schedule So that you have space to just get on a yoga mat at the end of the day for 15 minutes or read a book or do a puzzle or whatever it is that's going to fill your cup. You really like in the beginning, if you're new to this, self-care once a week, practice it. But as you go on your journey, it becomes more and more important to do it regularly. And I try to practice self-care every single day. It's usually my morning routine. I wake up, I do affirmations every single day. A lot of the time, like before I'm even out of bed, I just put them on my headphones. I listen or I'll do my affirmations while I'm like getting up and brushing my teeth and like making coffee and all of that kind of stuff. 
But just like carving out even just five minutes a day, even two minutes. When I was working in maternal mental health, that's what I would tell my clients. Two minutes a day is better than nothing. It just gives you a moment to like center in to affirm that you matter before getting into the rest of the day. And it makes all the difference in the world. And really like being more in control of your schedule. For for example, things like online orders. Like, do you really need to go to the grocery store? You know how fucking stressful it is to go to the grocery store with a child who wants everything who, that's there? Like, especially grocery stores now because they it's like there's toys and there's clothes and there's everything. And it's just like, hey, I just came in here to get six items and get the fuck out. So like, just consider like, Maybe instead of going to the grocery store, spend half an hour doing an online order, schedule it for three days later, and then go pick it up. Like little things like that that you can do to just streamline your life. Another great tip is if you have kids that are, you know, old enough to like be in the kitchen and put carrots in a snack bag, get them helping. Like I've noticed so many parents who have just super babied their kids and it's really common with people who have anxiety because we feel like we have to control everything and so it's like if we control everything then there is less of a chance of chaos happening and so we don't want our kids helping with anything because we just want to do it but that is setting our kids up to first of all be fucking lazy and second of all like to not be empowered to do anything themselves, to not believe in themselves and to always depend on other people. So if you're a mom and it's like Sunday afternoon and you're starting to do some lunch prep, maybe you don't do that, but maybe you do. Maybe if you don't, you would consider it. Get your kids to come in the kitchen and like wash vegetables or like count out the pieces of bread for the sandwiches. Like you can help your kids so much by just giving them these small little empowering tasks and make it fun. Like put on some kids bop or like some music in the background that they like. Like make it a fun thing and get your kids involved. Get the whole family helping. Tidy up their room. Like maybe consider doing allowance or like doing a sticker chart and like when they get 10 stickers, they get a dollar or something. You know what I'm saying? Like Make it fun for them and give them incentives to want to help because guess what? The more help you have, the more time you're going to have to tend to yourself because you're not doing everything yourself, you guys. And so that is some some talk about cleansing, why it's important, why it's important that you are the main character in your own life, why you treat yourself that way. Because if you want to live a life that is abundant and that feels great and that is like joyful and going a step further, if you want to show your kids how to also live that way, like you have to do it. We can't teach our kids what we don't know, what we don't embody ourselves and so it's really really important especially for those of you guys who are chain breakers and I feel like a lot of you who are listening to this are it's really important to lead by example so treat yourself like you fucking matter create space in your life for you get people to help make your children be part of the family all of these kinds of wonderful things and that will lead you to a a place where you have time to sit and connect and you can do things for yourself but this is also where you're going to open up space for your spirit guides I mentioned this briefly in a post last week and I think in last week's podcast but if you're somebody who really wants to connect more to the spirit realm like it's it would be like if you're not making time and space to like sit and receive the messages like meditation is a great way to do that 
it's like asking somebody a question and then going and turning on a CD player and like cranking the volume and not giving them a chance to respond. Like you have to make the space for them to respond to you because they're not like, like they're, they are magic. They are like they, if they need to get a message to you, it's going to come through. But if you really want to develop a relationship with them, then you have to give them time to speak. You have to listen. And that's really why one of the things that I wanted to talk about in the original podcast idea that I had for today is like how important it is to listen. Because like I think that when we think about communicating, we think about I have to say something and it's going to be nerve-wracking and this, that, or the other. But it's like that's only 50%. Like the other 50% is listening. And you really do need to make that space. And here's why, and this is why I love these two cards that I got today. Because if you want to build something, even if it's just a life that you love, you have to make the space. You have to make the space. You have to take the time. You have to have clarity on what that is because you can't build something if you don't have a plan or at least a general idea of what you want to build and so clearing that space is incredibly important and it's going to lead to a lot of a happier life for you I'm going to take a quick break because my cat just took a very stinky poo and I need to clean that so I'll be back so yeah before we wrap up Let's just touch on the build point that, you know, like there's this, there's this misconception almost of like, we kind of forget how powerful we are as humans because basically I'm sure I've mentioned this before, but like my belief is that we come from the spirit realm into this human experience to learn lessons. It's not like we're humans who have spirits inside of us and then we're released like We are spirits that come into the human realm intentionally to learn something we need to learn. And then when we're done here, we go back into the spirit realm or we come back to live another life or whatever it is, like so many options. But we're we're here for a reason and we have the power because we are from the spirit realm. Like we are no, no different than the spirits that we're trying to connect with other than the fact that we're limited by our physical bodies, which is why it's important to make that space to connect with our guides, to ask for support and help because they are not limited, but we are because we chose to be here to learn whatever it is that we're learning in this life. I think probably for me in this lifetime, it's how to love unconditionally and how to forgive. Anyways, but just having said that, like, don't forget that you do have the power of the universe in your life. Like you are a creator. And once you've made the space to really kind of focus in on yourself and get connected with yourself and allow yourself to hear your thoughts and your feelings and your dreams and what you want to build in this life, you can build whatever you want. You know, like, People like Tony Robbins, for example, or like Lady Gaga or like any celebrity you can think of, any visionary who's done something amazing, um, Tesla, like these people are visionaries and they see things in their mind before they bring them into reality because they are connected with their intuition. Like it's not like some people are just amazing and some people aren't. It's that people who spend more time 
connecting to themselves, clearing out the distractions and the noise from their lives, focusing in, developing their intuition. Those are the people who go on to make positive, massive impact in the world. And you can be one of those people. Like this is the thing. I mentioned this in the last episode. We're going through this shift where we're, we're shifting out of like the third dimensional really heavy physical based reality into more of a fifth dimensional reality which is where love is the driving force and like love and faith and light and when you believe that anything is possible it is and you will elevate and your consciousness will raise up and not only that but like you will physically feel lighter things will look brighter like it's like coming out of the cloud of depression is what it's like when you start living more in this 5d consciousness and you are more than capable of creating a life beyond your wildest dreams i i am on my way to doing that and i have so many stories that i could share with you guys about faith and like just how I got where I am today, like just by believing that it's possible. And I really feel like I'm just at the beginning here and I can't wait to see what's going to unfold over the next 50 years of my life. Um, but just remember that like you are the creator and you can create the life that you want and you don't have to settle for shit that is less than what you deserve and desire. And it's, it's not going to be easy necessarily. You are going to have to make some hard choices and it's just part of, it's part of, you know, becoming a stronger, more empowered person. I was going to say woman, but person who is powerfully envisioning a life that they want to create and then calling it into existence. So as I mentioned before, if you guys want to connect, if you would like support in your journey, you can also just feel free to connect on Instagram. We've got a lovely little family growing there. Instagram, Facebook, book a reading. I would love to support you in your journey. I hope that you found this useful. Remember that as little as two minutes a day is perfect for a beginner for self-care. And, you know, you're allowed to say no. You're allowed to say yes to yourself. Be the main character in your own life. And we will speak next week. And next week's episode, I'm really excited for. My plan is to share with you the story of my first dungeon party. It is going to be two days before Valentine's. So it will be Black Valentine's podcast. That's my plan anyways. But, you know, when you go with the flow and you listen to spirit, things could shift. <laughs> so we'll see. But um, check out previous episodes. Hope you find things to support you on your journey. And we'll speak soon. Thank you for listening. Bye.